Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. And I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. What's up, gentlemen? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. We've got both of us today, gentlemen. I appreciate you all being here. Just pulling up the questions right now while the rest of our guys hop in. What's up, Herb? What's up, Sands? What's up, Peter, Brandon, Rob, Zach? Zach, I'm, a, I'm glad you're here, man. Zach is one of our Thrive guys. What's up, DB? I'm just waiting for a couple more guys to join. We've got your questions that all of you guys submitted. And, you know, here we are here to talk about boundaries and realistically the boundaries that you need to communicate with your wife for you to protect your heart and ensure that things are moving in a healthy direction. Um, But guys, if you could do me a favor and turn your cameras on, you know, it's much more appealing for us if we can see who we're speaking to. It just creates more connection and we're able to actually serve you guys at a higher level so I appreciate Rob. I appreciate Brandon. Appreciate yeah. Zach. Even if you're driving, don't make it. It's not a big deal. Just obviously keep your keep your eyes on the wheel. Yeah. Don't uh don't look down at us too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't we don't want anybody crashing. Well, I don't think that's happened yet. But, you know, we, we've no. we've had guys driving uh uh dumpster trucks. We've yeah. had guys uh, semis. Semis. We also had guys doing uh farm tractors. You yeah. know, reaping the corn. Um during that session and uh it's been it's definitely been interesting yeah so yeah what's up phil appreciate you being here awesome guys so while everyone else is getting rocking and rolling and joining us we're going to go ahead and start answering a few of the questions that were submitted um do we normally share the name i do just you do the first name is fine all right well this one came in from chris and his question was, I've been learning how to have a conversation and expressing a boundary without feeding into a reaction she's trying to get out of me. I'm learning how to stay on topic and not allowing emotions and past judgment, criticism, and blaming to blind me in my reaction. Staying calm and walking away has been difficult. I've been accused of being vengeful and manipulating and accused of having an agenda, which isn't true. Her projection is transparent, yet I struggle to stay on topic. Help remove the reaction from the conversation. How do we as men trying to empower ourselves stay clear of the forced reaction they seek? There's a lot there. There's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. Um, I mean, if you focus on the, the last part of the question, right? Yeah. How do we as men try to empower ourselves to stay clear of the forced reaction? Yeah. So here's the thing is that no one can force you to react. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like somebody's forcing you to react, you have to evaluate the person's power they have over you. Yeah. I mean, one of the first things we do in Thrive specifically is neutralize the power your wife has over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously this guy's not a client, so he doesn't fully understand that or hasn't gone through that period. But the way we look at it is this, is that your wife right now, most of you, and again, maybe not all of you, because you know some of you are really cool cats and you don't struggle with this, but essentially you're at a place where your wife has... Uh, basically been where is wearing the pants in a sense um yep. she's she's controlling what you do and where it goes and 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 you're and you're kind of looking at your situation and go i'm stuck i can't do anything because she's she's holding my balls right now yep. she she can file for divorce or she already has filed for divorce she wants to move out all these things are her mm-hmm. and so what that does it makes you feel 
like a victim. It makes you yeah. feel like you don't have control over the situation. You don't have control over what you do. And so to look at this question and say, how do these men try to empower ourselves to stay clear of the force reaction? It's really not about staying clear of the force reaction, I think, as much as is about setting the narrative for where you want to go. Yeah. And so if, if I come into my day and I already know this is the type of man I am, this is where I'm going, this is how I'm responding to life then the things that come at me, I'm not having to live a reactive life. I'm living a proactive life. If you think about the best leaders in the world, they do not live a reactive uh, life. They live a very proactive life. Now you go, but can you can you foretell every situation and circumstance? Absolutely not. But what happens is when you have a grid, and that's what we teach you to empower and thrive, is we teach you to have a grid for how to make decisions and how to process the information, right? So if you have a grid for uh, setting the narrative, if you have a grid for the power triangle, if you have a grid for power statements, and if you have that grid already, which is what we teach you in there, then it's it's not as hard because now you're not having to react. You're going, oh, I know what this is, what's coming at me right now. I understand she's trying to manipulate because of unmet expectation, unmet needs. And because we define manipulation as a person's attempt at fulfilling needs in an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. And because that's happening, I don't have to feel disempowered because I see it for what it is. Mm -hmm. That is the key thing there. Because a lot of times you don't see it for what it is. You see it through your judgment lens. Yeah. Your judgment lens is keeping you from actually um, it, it, becoming empowered. It yeah. really keeps you disempowered when you when you judge somebody like this because you're not fully understanding where they're coming from and you're not really trying to understand where you're where they're coming from. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, that was a mic drop. <laughs> I like it. But I'll add on to that. And you know, Mark is right. And sometimes we need to have a grid or also reframe that into having a baseline for what what triggers a reaction in you versus what cues a response. You know, naturally, when you're triggered, your first initial knee-jerk thing is to react. But when you can minimize that control and minimize the trigger, you can actually come from a place of strength and empowerment instead of a place of reactivity. When we react, we relinquish all power because that's when we show up as children. That's when we show up in our immature selves, which all of us have been there. We've all done things that are out of character. And no, sometimes I've never done anything. Never like done that. that. Oh, man. I'm the empowered man. I don't do yeah, that. The empowered man doesn't do that. But guys, I hope you understand what we're sharing here in the sense of the way that you actually start to empower yourself is you minimize the reactions and increase the response. And that comes from having a grid and a baseline for how to set the narrative, for how to use I statements instead of you statements. Realistically, when we're using the I statements, it's more of how you feel instead of placing the blame game. When we play the blame game, it's usually because we're feeling some level of shame and we just want to put the blame on someone else. So I hope that answers your question. Chris, put simply, you need to have a grid and a baseline for how you're actually choosing to respond so that way you can minimize the reaction. If you want more info, I do strongly suggest getting on chatting with one of the advisors, or if you haven't yet, five-day challenge is a good starter. It's kind of a way to get your feet wet. However, if you're ready to dive into the whole pool, I recommend chatting with one of our advisors because yeah. they'll be able to point you in the right direction. Five-day challenge, especially if you're new to our program, you don't really know us or whatever. Five-day challenge is a great way to kind of get to know us a little bit deeper without having to take like a really big investment. Um, it's literally 27 bucks. But here's the thing is that it's 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 specifically designed for the guy who really hasn't done any work on himself at all. Yeah. So it's like, if you're coming into this and you haven't done really any emotional work and you're just like, 
you're just like, this is a whole new world to me. And I don't really know what I'm getting into. And I don't know if I trust these guys and all that stuff. Go do that. Look, it's hundred percent refundable. Like if you don't like it, we'll just give your money back. We don't really care. We're not trying to hold on to your money. Um, what we want to do is show men that it's possible to have emotional intelligence and at the same time be leaders and be empowered um, and fucking crush it in every aspect of life. Yeah. That's what we do here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for adding on to that. What's up, Rob Easthouse? Appreciate you being here. Robbie, Robbie. As Rob Easthouse has been with us two years? I don't know. Uh, he's been with it's us forever. for a while and he's had it's pretty much a lifer. Yeah, he's had quite the transformation. You know, when he came in, um, he was living in a different house, divorce was happening, it was imminent. And now he's in a new house, recently got a brand new property down the street in the country club to increase his golf game. He has started a new relationship and his son had echoed on a call because of you guys, you saved my dad. Yeah. Guys, do you feel the power in that? Imagine your kids turning to you and saying, you're a better dad because of the work you did. It's true. hundred percent. And even, you know, it doesn't matter if, if you went through this exact situation that, that Robbie went through or, or any other situation or even what Joey's gone through, what I've gone through at the end of the day, right. Is, is if we feel empowered as men, our kids automatically jump into that with us. Yeah. What I mean is that you are, you are creating a foundation right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of you have no idea how deep and how bad and how wide this thing is. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to know, for example, go listen to the podcast I did with my daughter. Um, I think it was about a year and a half ago now. If you go back and search the Empowered AF podcast, mm -hmm. um, I had her come on and I had her share vulnerably the things I did wrong as I went through my divorce and the few things that I did right as I went through my divorce. Um, because again, I am not perfect. Um, I have never claimed to be perfect. I do not have all of the answers. I have a few answers um, that I think can help save a ton of tears and a, and a ton of money even yeah. um, if you follow things my way. Um, but at the end of the day, right? If, if, you, if you have your power and you no longer lack in that area, your kids are going to follow suit because you're creating an environment and an atmosphere for them to thrive themselves. Yeah. Um, we had a guy recently talk about the fact that he is now taking literally the trainings we teach on communication mm -hmm. and he's teaching his children how to communicate in an empowered way. Mm -hmm. So his seven-year-old son is not wow. going to make the same mistakes he did. Think about your son or daughter right now. I want you to picture your son or daughter right now that is watching you go through what you are going through. Mm -hmm. And instead of you growing through it, because you've been kind of just like sitting on the sidelines and you're kind of like showing up to a few things here and there, and maybe you're downloading some things and you're listening to YouTube and you say you're doing the work, but you haven't actually taken the step mm -hmm. to like commit to that. And what I mean by commit to that, I mean, where you like make yourself vulnerable as fuck and you get to a place with other men where you say, here's the thing, man. This is where I'm showing up. This is where I'm not showing up. This is what's going on. I need, I don't just need you to call me out in my shit and say I'm a bad person. Hmm. What I need is you to find the gold inside of me and yeah. call me forward. Yeah. And that's what doing the work looks like when you put yourself in an environment of other men where they can look at you and go, hey man, I love you enough to tell you the fucking truth about you. Why? Because we don't do that in this world anymore. It used to be common for men to do that. Mm -hmm. They would sit around in circles and they'd be like, hey, this is where you're fucking up at home. Yeah. Hey, this is what you need to work on. Right. And and now we have this, we have this walled off, isolated society of men where it's like we 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 sit behind our walls with with our, our drink or our porn or whatever. And we don't open ourselves up to other men because it's not safe anymore. I'm telling you, we've created that in Thrive. We've created that even in our five-day challenge. It is safe for you. 
And if you're like, I don't know, I don't know if I can trust other men, I'm telling you, you won't know until you go do it. Mm-hmm. Just like if you went to a bad doctor once, it's you know, you don't just like never go back to a doctor again, yeah. right? Because like that makes no sense. Like, dude, you need a doctor, you go to a doctor, you find a doctor. Yeah. So maybe the group of guys that you were with before wasn't a safe group, or maybe the man, you know, a lot of the guys have you have authority issues, you have men in your life that treated mm-hmm. you like shit. And so therefore you don't know how to respond to men in leadership. And yeah. therefore you push off those things. I'm telling you. That is the key right there. And that's definitely been a key for me. I wasn't fathered. My dad died when I was 15 years old. I had to go to other men and find other men that were safe because the dad I had was not only abusive and 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 not a very good dad, but he also died when I was 15. So yeah. the abandonment story, the rejection story was my story. And it, and it is how I lived. And I had to go find other men to coach me, to, to bring me up, to show me that I don't have to live like this that I can be an empowered man regardless. Mm-hmm. So it took, it took many fathers for me to get to where I am at 43 years old. Mm-hmm. You go, gosh, Mark, how did you get here? It went through that. And then going through that divorce mm-hmm. and choosing a life that was not the one I had before and choosing that I'm going to recreate what is the best part of what I want to do so that I can move forward. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of questions we got to answer. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. I appreciate you expanding on that. The next one, guys, uh, I currently have a PFA on my wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, She's a narcissist. Let's get that. Okay. Why don't we go to the, let's go to the ones that are live actually, because there's a couple that are live. Yeah. Let's take a look at the live. You guys have showed up and we appreciate you showing up and and putting in a chat. Is there anyone here? Yeah. What if our former, former spouse sees our boundaries as hostile and an attack on them despite trying to implement healthy boundaries? Yeah. So again, that's, that's kind of a reactive stance, Stephen, um, that you're, that you're taking there, right? He's like, does why does it matter that she sees your boundaries as hostile? Um, now here's the thing is, are your boundaries actually boundaries or are you being controlling? Because yeah. some guys will say, Oh, I put a boundary on her by basically saying she can't go out at night. Yeah. Like that's not a boundary, that's you being controlling. Yeah. A boundary is for you, it's not for her. So if she's that's that's the first thing I would look at is is if your spouse or whatever feels like your boundaries are hostile, check your boundaries to make sure they're actually boundaries mm-hmm. and aren't just you trying to control her and what she's doing, saying or feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You know, we have an exercise we do inside Thrive called Boundaries Not Control. Yep. And we literally have guys list out the boundaries they're attempting to imp- to imp- I almost said intimate Im- implement. And we're able to really compare, are they a boundary or is this control? You know, a boundary is meant to keep you safe. It's not about her, it's about you. And if we try to put a boundary in place that is controlling, such as maybe it's my boundary is you can't go out at night. Well, we can't control if someone can or can't go out at night. You know, that that's that's literally controlling and that can actually become manipulation in the long run. 100%. If you say, if you go out at night, insert arbitrary consequence there. Yeah. Hope that makes sense for you, man. Yeah, we've got Zach on here who shared in the chat. That is very helpful and works. He's inside Thrive right now. Let's see. Let's go to the next one here. Um, how to get her to stop yelling at me when I'm talking to her. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a good one. So simply this is with, with boundaries. Again, you know, we're talking about boundaries here today. The, the focus of a boundary is for you. So yeah. if you don't want somebody to yell at you, you don't have to let them yell at you. Yeah. Um, a lot of times there's, there's the, there's, 
there's sort of the science behind this, right? Which is, you know, you've all heard the, um, you know, flight, uh, fright or what is it? Flight, fight or flight, fight or flight, <laughs> or fright, flight or fight, fight or flight. Yeah. And, and, and so you either, you fight, you flight or you freeze. That's mm-hmm. the third one. So fight, flight or freeze. And a lot of men go into freeze. So if you're a freezing type, that means that she starts yelling at you and you go numb. Yeah. So if, if that's you, put freeze in the channel. Yeah. The other type of guy is as soon as she starts like yelling at you, you fight back mm-hmm. and you start yelling at her and you start. So if that's you, that's fight. Yeah. We see that so a lot. Yep. So there's fight, flight and freeze. So you're the freezer where you stop, you go numb. Mm-hmm. Put that in the chat if that's you. I go numb. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I just stand there. Mm-hmm. That was me for a lot of mine. And that is a tra- that is actually a trauma response. Yeah, that is literally a trauma response mm-hmm. because your body goes into a paralysis. You almost can't even move. You don't know what to say. You're feeling all the words that are coming at you mm-hmm. at a very strong way, and you don't know where to go. You don't know how. To, you just can't move. That's yeah. the freeze. The fight is she says something to you. You fight back. You fight back. You fight back. And then the final one is flight, and that's where. She says stuff to you. Maybe you kind of sit here for a six, you know, for a second, but then you you're gone. You you just like, oh, I, I can't deal with this. And 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 you leave. You leave the situation. You leave, but without saying anything, without setting a boundary. Yeah. So what look here, here's what a boundary looks like in that situation is person's yelling at you and say, you know, Joanne, Tom, whatever her name is, Tanya, whatever her name is. Um, I, I do not appreciate you speaking to me at that level. And so what I would like to do is calm the conversation down. Let's pause the conversation. Here's, here's a key thing. Here's a little, little, little tidbit. Do not say calm down. Yeah. Do not ever say calm down to her because that is like a, just like you just knocked her in the mouth. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a slap. In the we face. all know you say that and you're you, going to be like, oh, it. calm down. Yeah. 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 She's just going to raise her. You raise do her not higher. say calm down. You just say, hey, I don't appreciate the way you're, you're speaking to me right now. I want to put a pause in this conversation, allow you some time to, to reflect. I'm going to take some time to reflect as well. And I'm going to walk away from this conversation in about an hour. We can get back together and chat about it. Hopefully you'll be ready. And if not, we'll wait until you're ready to talk and I'm ready to talk yeah. because even if she, if she's triggered, you're not, you can still easily get triggered. Yeah. This, this happens, um, you know, even, even in my marriage now, it's like, we never argue, but there's, there's a few times where where essentially my wife felt a way that made me sort of feel triggered. Mm-hmm. And I started to respond and started to get defensive. And as soon as, because I've been, because I've done this work, I, I, I caught it and I caught it and I was like, Oh wait, I know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. This is my body's response, my psychological, my physiological body's response, because look there, the trauma you've received is in your cells. There's a great book. Um, I can't, gosh, I always forget the name of it. Um, your body keeps score. That's mm-hmm. a good one. If you're into trauma work and trying to understand what you've been through, mm-hmm. the body keeps score talks about the science behind cell cellular trauma. And that is that when you experience trauma, yelling, screaming, abuse, whatever that literally sits in your body and your cellular DNA at a level where your body actually remembers itself. So that's why something will happen and you'll, you'll feel like you're back at 10 years old when your dad's yelling at you, or you'll feel like this happened. They used to have my last marriage. Every time my ex-wife would yell at me, I would feel like I was that eight-year-old boy that my dad was screaming at again. And I allowed it to happen because that was natural to me. It was what I was used to. So other people might look at that and go, that's crazy. Why would you sit in that situation? Well, to me, that's what I knew. That, that's all I knew. And, and if that's all you know, that's what you're going to do. Right. And so that's that's what's happening um, in these types of situations. Fight, flight or freeze. Fight, flight or freeze. That was a lot. That was a lot. And, you know, guys in here, they're saying um, I've done all three, made her even more angry. Yeah. 
yeah, sometimes you just need to take space away from each other. But setting the frame in that way is crucial because here's what may happen. Maybe you want to take space, but you haven't done that frame. And so you just say, fuck this. I can't handle this. Bye. And you walk away. Yeah. Guess what? Now that person feels abandoned. Yep. And now you have a whole other can of worms that you're going to have to dive into when you come back. 100%. So just set the frame, take some healthy space away, because ideally you both need to relax and calm down. Yep. But also reaffirming that don't ever tell someone to calm down or to relax because it will have the alternate effect. See if we can do one more. Let's see. I like that one. This one? Yeah. What does I need space for now mean? Yes. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a good start, one. Since I've been starting all these. Yeah. Things. Yeah. What does I need space for now mean? Essentially, that means exactly what we just shared. We need some healthy space between each other. And what that can sound like is, hey, I can tell we're both passionate about what we're talking about. Let's take some space for an hour and then come back and address this when we're both in a grounded place. We're asking for healthy space to respect each other's feelings that are coming up, whether they're negative, positive, angry, sorrowful, any of the things, the need for space is crucial. So if someone says to you, or maybe you say, hey, I need space for now, honor that. Because what that actually is, is a boundary that is being put in place. And if she's saying that to you, honor the boundary. Because if you don't honor her boundaries, she's not going to fucking honor yours. Should I expand on that? Yeah. Yeah. So the need for space, most of the time, and I hear this all the time from men, if I give her space, she will drift further away. No, she won't. No, she won't. What's going on right now? Oh, they spotlighted me. That's what's happening. I was like, man, why do I see myself all big? Guys, the story we tell ourselves of if we give someone space, they will get further away. It's actually the opposite. If you don't give someone space and honor their boundary when they ask for it, they will drift further away because you are not a safe place. Now, it's not to say that you're an unsafe human, but if you're not a safe place and able to honor a soft boundary, such as I just need space, you can't even try to implement something that's more crucial, such as the boundary is X, Y, Z. So when she's asking for space, or if you're asking for space, it's not going to give them more distance away from you. It's actually going to enable them to feel more safety, to actually have a conversation with you instead of this friction, right? And stop making assumptions on what it means. Yeah. yeah don't ask for clarity. What does that actually mean? How long do I need to give you space? How far? Just honor the ask and go from there. This is a, this, this type of what we're talking about right here mm -hmm. is like Pandora's box Yeah, because there's so much underneath the surface of this particular issue, mm -hmm. because what it brings up for you, this is where I want you guys from a, from a healthy perspective to, to really like, I, I would challenge you to journal. I would challenge you to write down what's coming up for you in the moment that she asks that or says that yeah because guaranteed there's a lot of things there number one we call it really we, we talk about it in, in thrive um the idea of neutral woman mm -hmm. and that is where that your wife becomes a neutral person not your wife anymore because she has said that she wants out of the marriage so we call that as saying hey your current marriage you you have is is dead it's done it's over yeah that doesn't mean you can't create a new marriage so the idea is you want to create a new marriage with her old marriage is done. You want to create a new marriage. And in that process, 
you have to essentially treat her as neutral. And neutral looks like not kissing her, hugging her, trying to do all these things for her, trying to serve around the house, because all you're trying to do is, is bring up these good feelings. But she's resentful of that because she feels like, oh, now you're working on yourself. Oh, now you want to do these things. And I can tell you this because I, I, I work with women as well on the side and have, have had these conversations with women that are going through this to learn about more about what the women are feeling. And they've all said the same thing. It's obnoxious as fuck when a man does that mm -hmm. because they feel like, oh, you're only doing this because you want to win me back. That's the first thing. The second thing is you have to understand the ego, the, the role the ego plays in all of this. And that is that I would say a good portion of men, not all men, they're responding the way they are out of ego, not out of love. And what I mean by that is because if you truly love someone, you're going to give them space. Right? If, if you love someone and they, and they love you or whatever, you're in this relationship and they say, hey, I need a break. I need space. Healthy love allows that person to have that space. It doesn't have to feel good either. Like no one's here saying, oh, this feels great. I just can't wait to give my wife space. I just can't wait to let her spend time alone and away from me and all those things. And what happens is obviously your mind starts to go nuts because you start thinking of all the things that she could be doing and, and you start thinking, oh, she's cheating on me and all and the stories will be galore. But all those stories are rooted in trauma that you've experienced yeah. that's undealt with. And at the same time, it's the ego in effect, right? Because your ego is basically saying, there's no way this person could reject me. How dare she not love me? Yeah. Who is she to not love me? Who is she to reject me? And that's your ego at play. Yeah. And so if you can kill the ego, and say, I'm not going to allow my ego to get in the way, then you can actually love the person. You yeah. can't love her with ego at the same time. It's impossible. That's why there's a, you know, I, I like to use a, a scripture of that, which is that perfect love casts out all fear, right? Mm -hmm. And when there's perfect love, it casts out the fear. And the same thing, if I can love my wife unconditionally, there is no fear that can be inside of me. So if I'm fearful, I can't love her at the same time because I'm afraid of what she can do for me, which means she controls and has the power over me. But the second we start to neutralize that power, the second we start to take that back and go, hey, I'm free to love you because I'm not afraid of you anymore. Mm -hmm. Now she doesn't feel the pressure of you trying to cling. She doesn't feel the pressure of you trying to do all these things to her because you are now not worried about her and what she's doing and all this stuff. You're focused on you and going, gosh, I need to love me. I need to love me more. I need to look at what I'm doing and how I'm showing up and how I'm reacting because I'm not living from a place of strength. I'm living from a place of disempowerment. Yeah. And that disempowerment has kept me where I am. And guys, it's not just in your marriage. It's in your job. It's in your money. Look at your bank account right now. Look at your fucking bank account right now. If you are living in a substandard of what you know to be possible for you, I guarantee it's because of the same issue, ego, rejection, abandonment, trauma, shit you've never dealt with. I was on food stamps for fucking seven years of my 15-year marriage or 17-year marriage. Seven years, guys. I was on food stamps because I was a lazy motherfucker who could not provide, who refused to provide because he had all these dreams and fantasies and all this shit in his life. And I had to get my shit together. That meant being humble. That meant acknowledging things. That meant looking at my money wounds and the trauma around money. And yeah, you see the successful business guy today, but that didn't just happen overnight. It took years of unwinding that. I got into masterminds. I got in groups, coaches. I got through a lot of different things to get my myself to the place where I've recognized these wounding. And it's, so it's not just your relationship. It's affecting your money. It's affecting your kids. It's affecting everything. And that's why we have thrive. 
Yeah. That is why we created our Thrive program for men who've said, you know what, I'm putting a line in the sand and I'm deciding that I'm not going to stay here anymore, that I'm not going to live a substandard life, that I'm not going to live below what I think is possible or capable of for myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get into that. And if you're wondering, you're like, what is this Thrive thing? He keeps talking about this. It is their flagship 90-day coaching program for men facing separation or divorce. Some of them have actually already been divorced, but mostly they're in this place of toxicity. They're in this place of working on things. And they start to decide, you know what? I need to work on me. Now's the time for me to do the emotional work on me, for me, not for their wife, not to save the marriage, not even for their kids. A lot of people, oh, I got to do for my kids. No, your kids will be fine if you do the work for you first. Why? Because it ends up being manipulation in everything. Anytime you're trying to do something for someone else like that, it comes out, you end up coming out of a place of manipulation and it backfires. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing is that in our 90 day program, we take you through three phases. The first phase is helping you dis basically neutralize the power that your wife has over you. Like right now, and we see this all the time as men come into our ecosystem and they're like, man, I I just don't know what to do. I, I feel this way and all this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's because the, your wife has all the power. And so we want to neutralize that power by giving you tools around communication and boundaries. Like the thing, the very things we're talking about right now, we actually have exercises and tools for specifically. So you don't have to guess, what do I do? How do I do this thing? Yeah. So literally the, the questions around these boundaries and stuff that we take care of that. We knock that out in the first four weeks or so. Yeah. Like you're going to knock all that stuff out. Then the second thing you're going to do is you start to own your shit. And we do that and release the pain at the same time. So we call that ownership, mm -hmm. right? It's it's literally where you start to release the pain that you're experiencing by looking at this stuff. So if you go, man, if I can start to neutralize, mm -hmm. once I neutralize, then I can start to release the pain. So I'm not all depressed. I'm not nagging at her. I'm not doing all the shit I was doing before. And every week it's like, it, it just starts to build on itself because yeah. this thing is laid out from day one to day 90. Like every single fucking day, we have yeah. laid this thing out. We've done this with over 500 men over the last three years and have helped that many men do this thing. So it's like, we know this thing from day one to day 90. Yeah. So you're coming into a structured environment where you start to heal from the process. And then the final third piece of that's leadership, where yeah. you start to actually lead from a place of health and strength. Um, we even have things in there about what your, your future is going to be beyond six months and 12 months. We get you to start thinking long-term so that you're never in a place. Yeah. Zach said, yes, it does. I've never been happier. And yeah. he's still new to the program. I mean, yeah. like, like it, it's, it's awesome. And that's what happens is it starts to stack, it starts to stack. And then it's like, oh my gosh, after, after doing this thing for 90 days, some guys stick around for longer and they, they end up in our thrive plus program. So it's all contiguous stuff, uh, continuous stuff, excuse me, where, where you're going from, from day one to day 90. Um, it's literally a process that works. Yeah. So I want to invite you guys, if you have not had a call with our team yet, there is a link that we've dropped here. And um, I'm going to have my specialist drop it again. Um, I want you guys to challenge yourself to get on a call with my team, not to look at this as a pitch because we, we don't tell everyone all the in entry details. We don't actually like invite you into the program unless we feel like we can help you. Yeah. So the very first part of that call is literally just discovery. Like we're just going to ask you questions like what's going on? Where are you at? Um, and to see if they're actually a fit. Yeah, because it helps them. Exactly. And that's the thing is because we can't help every man and we know that. So we are not going to offer you the program unless we know that we can help you. Then we'll talk about, uh, you know, from from, you know, where you are now to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And then after we discover that, we'll start to lay out, hey, is this something for you? And we'll ask you a couple more questions and get you a place where you say, hey, you know what? I think, you know, this might be something for me. And then we'll start to actually lay out for you what the plan would actually look like for you in your specific situation. Because yeah. every man's different. And our program, while it is a sort of a, a group program and there's there's one-on-one -on -one aspects to it, it is customizable. And we, we do have three different tracks that we bring you in on um, based upon your decision 
emotions and where you're trying to go and what you're trying to make of it in yeah. terms of creating new marriage, getting divorced, all those different things. Like we have tracks specifically designed for each guy in that situation. And, and once you've done that, it, you're going to decide, hey, this is for me, this is not for me. Well, you go, maybe it's maybe it's an investment you're not able to make at the time, but we're going to stick with you and we want to help you regardless. Um, yeah, you know, obviously we can't help you at the level that we want to help you if you can't join Thrive, but that's where we want you to do this. And here's the thing, at the end of the day, is you have to ask yourself is this is what is it costing me to stay where I'm at? Yeah. Like what the fuck is this costing me? Um, because there's so many of you go, man, I, I, I want to do it. But when they, when they count the cost, they're counting the wrong cost. Yeah. There's a right cost and a wrong cost. The, the wrong cost is not, well, my divorce is going to cost me this much and childcare is going to cost me this much and child support. Of course, naturally those are dollar amounts and those are real things. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying ignore those things, but what I'm saying is that those are short-term things, generally speaking, that are only going to be here for so long. Like my attorney fees were way less than I thought they were going to be number one, mm -hmm. my child support and uh, all the other fees were nowhere near what I thought they were going to be. So I didn't pay nearly what I thought I was going to pay in my divorce. So I had in my head, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars craziness and it was not even close to that that's yeah. my story maybe getting, some of you i'm getting close to that yeah, i know the hundred <laughs> yeah. see i'm on the other side where i've i've gotten to experience the dichotomy of having close to a hundred thousand dollars in attorney fees but that is a byproduct of me showing up day in and day out i'm not a victim from that because i've done the work on myself and i understand this is the process that we go through and i don't want to cut you off but yeah. i do want to add on to this guys the cost of inaction is much more expensive than the true cost of Thrive. And yeah. I'll say that again, your cost of inaction is way more expensive than the true cost of Thrive. 100%. Ideally, when we have guys come in, when you're surrounded by better men, you become a better man. Yeah. We're not here to tell you that you're horrible, you fucked up, you're a piece of shit. We've never told a single guy that, but we are here to call you out, to call you forward. Any man that has worked with us, we've got Zach, we've got Robbie, we've got a couple other guys on here. Robbie can tell you, we've had some tough heart-to-heart -heart conversations on this, and he has been open to receiving that, and that's why he's gotten on the other side. Realistically, guys, everything that you've done that has led you here right now in this moment has not worked because it hasn't gotten you where you want to be. So ideally, that's a firm indicator you need to do something different. You need to try something different. Yeah. And when you talk about the community aspect of it, I mean, just, just that alone, because when I started Thrive, it was actually one-on-one -on -one with just me. Mm -hmm. And I realized that while I'm good, there's only so much I can help somebody by myself. And so we started adding this, this aspect of community. And, and once that started to happen, it was amazing because now guys started to come in at a certain level and it was like, oh, because the group was up here, they started to meet them at that level. Yeah. Some of it's emotional, some of it's physical, like workouts and weight loss, nutrition, sleep, things like that. And then other it's financial. Like yeah. we have guys that have started business partnerships. We have like guys get raises. Um, we've had, we, we have such a connection of men who are willing to help each other out, uh, getting new jobs, things like that. So it's like your cost of inaction is not the attorney fees, the, the child support and all those things. Yes, those are tangible costs. And I get that. You're, you can't get around that. Yeah. But what we're asking you to invest in is not the, the lowering of the pain of that. What we're asking for is, is we're actually, it's more of a challenge. We're challenging you to get to a place where you decide that your future is worth way more than your past. Yeah. And that, that means that you decide that I want to be in a community of men 
that are that are changing their own life for the better and that they're deciding that I'm going to play at a higher level, that they are sick of playing small. And some of you are playing small and you know it and, and you're not okay with it. The guys who are playing small and they don't care, I, hey, that's not my guy. Yeah. But the guys who say, you know what? I don't want to play small anymore. I want to play big boy ball. That's my guy. That's who I'm looking for in this conversation. So yeah. if you're that guy and you're like, ah, ah, whatever, all this stuff, like, yeah. bro, that's not for you. That's totally cool. There's a million other free groups out there. There's a million other things out there. Go do that. We'll bless you. We love you. We don't have any hard feelings. We are literally just looking for the guys who go, I don't want to live small anymore. Yeah. Guys, I lived that small thing for 20 something years of my life before I started Empowered Man. I had this dream. I had this vision of me. All this stuff was, was a way for like, I basically just didn't want to be rejected. I was so afraid if I put my voice out there that, that suddenly people are going to reject me and all this stuff. And guess what? It happened. <laughs> people reject me all the time. People yeah. make fun of me all the time. If you, if you watch any of my ads, you will see people troll me constantly. Talk about my weight, talk about my eyes, talk about pimples, talk about whatever. And I realized, man, none of that shit matters. Cause you know what matters is there's another guy in there that saw my ad that decided to join and change his fucking life. Yeah. Because not only have we helped over 550 men at this point, we've helped over 550 families. Yeah. And that's the thing is yeah. because we are saving families by saving men. That's yeah. the shit that lights me the fuck up because I know that there are kids now that are not going to sleep without their father because their father decided to lean in and do the work. We know guys that have literally taken their lives going through this process because they could not live emotionally anymore and they fucking killed themselves. Yeah, And it, and it hurts to even know that that has even happened. But what we do is we count from a gratitude standpoint, the amount of men that have actually now, instead of taking their lives, yeah. instead of curling up in a ball and just drinking themselves to death or getting on drugs or doing the things that they could do to make their lives worse, they're showing up for their kids every fucking day now. Yeah. They're showing up for their future spouses because a lot of them get remarried. A lot of them end up in new relationships. They're now showing up in their businesses at a higher level. Their companies are taking off because now they're back and not just back, Jack, but they are back and fucking going to the next level because yeah. they've discovered that there is so much more for them to do. And so if you're that guy, I'm telling you right now, if you were that guy and you were like, man, I want to live more. I'm sick of living like this. You need to get on a call with our team. They're going to drop the link again. Like they're all putting in the chat. I mean, like we do this fucking love helping men. Yeah. We are empowered. I fly out here to California, <laughs> me with my guy here. I'm not with my family right now to talk strategy, to talk how we can impact even more guys. This is why we do what we do. Yeah. So guys, there's should be that link there. Did we did we drop it again? Yeah. I want to make sure it's dropped in there one more time. You want to yeah. you know, Archie's about to drop it. You know, one thing I do want to mention before we pop off here, guys, is if there is a level of interest in your mind and you feel that this is something that can gravely help you, please look past the finances, get on a discovery call. And if it is something that is important to you, Guys, we find ways to work with guys. Like oh, we, we will literally stretch things yeah. out. Like I'm not going to give specifics and minutia yeah. because that's like private information. But guys, we find a way to help you. If you are committed to change and yeah. you want it for you, trust me, we are not in the business of taking like money and fulfilling our own pockets. We're in the business of saving men yeah. because ideally guys, you save families by saving men. So if you're a guy that has concerns about the finances, push that shit out the door, hop on a call. And trust me, if it's important to you, we will find a way to help you, but you have to be a fit. So guys, with that being said, I'm complete here. You have anything else to add? No, I want to see, guys. I want to see as many guys sign up for calls, have yeah. the call with our team, 
just be willing to look at yourself in the in the mirror yeah. and and be willing to be vulnerable for once for 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 once yeah. because your wife's been craving it your kids are craving it the world needs you to be honest with yourself about your situation yeah. Yeah. about your shit and again it's not to shame you our guy none of our people are going to shame you we're here to love you through this mm-hmm. and i know that sounds weird and you're like what it's not religious no it's not you know we're not a, a christian thing but we have a heart mm-hmm. that is like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we're here to love you guys through this um, because we care about you. And so I want to see as many guys sign up for calls as possible. I have a, I have a great team that's just sitting by waiting to talk to more guys, yeah. more guys, more guys, because we want to help as many families as possible. Our goal is 10,000. We've already reached 3,000 total. Um, mm-hmm. But once we hit 10,000, we're going to raise that goal to 100,000. Yeah. So let's go, guys. Yeah. We'll see awesome, you on the other guys. side. Peace. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group, empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.